1: This is Nuwaniz Now. I'm on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: is Now, ESPN Radio, Country Western for you because we got a little Super Bowl recap Monday afternoon quarterback style sad, our last one of the year, but also great, because what a phenomenal game it was yesterday. If you're anything in the first hour of the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Schulte Law. Visit jschultelaw.com for any and all of your legal needs. The M-Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit
1: msubookstore.org. What's up, Coach? How you doing? Well, Let's juice it up, Coulter. What an exciting weekend that was. I mean, you had the the Waste Management Golf Tournament going to Speaking sudden of those, death. Speaking
0: those guys got too juiced to, on Saturday. Did you see this? They cut them off.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. I waste saw. I read is, that.
0: Waste Management's a lot different. You know, the Masters is, you know... Pickies in the air, and pimento cheese sandwiches, and and everybody's you know being classy. Waste management, you go down there and you you know you drink beer from the 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. Well, these guys drink too much beer. And they <laughs> cut them off. <laughs> when they first announced that, I was like, "Is that actually safe? Isn't this going to cause a riot?" But it seemed like it went well. But yeah.
1: it came down to the wire, right? Oh yeah, and well, and went into sudden death, and and so it runs into. The Super Bowl, the first quarter. So right. I didn't get to see too many uh, commercials because we were flipping it back uh, to the waste management. And uh, that uh, uh, the Canadian one. And uh, so that was exciting. And the first half of the Super Bowl, it was kind of like boring and exciting all at the same time. Totally. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs basically get shut out for what? More than a game Yes. of of plays. You go back to the second half of the Baltimore game where they were shut out in the second half. Uh, didn't score a touchdown uh, for many, many quarters there. So uh, And then end up winning it in overtime. Uh, so it ended up being uh, quite exciting. Well, we said it all week last week, and it proved to be true. You, no matter what, if you're the San
0: Francisco 49ers, you can't give Mahomes the ball last. And they did, and he, he rose to the occasion again. I mean... That's one that's going to live in in the legend of the NFL forever, man. I mean, you get a, a game winning drive in overtime; they're pretty pretty epic stuff if you're Mahomes.
1: And the new overtime rules for the playoffs—I believe it was instituted what a year ago. So I believe right. this is the second year of that, and apparently uh, the Niners did not discuss it. You need to discuss your plan for everything with the entire team. I'm talking about how you're going to play the game, uh, what your philosophy is going into it, uh, if it gets to overtime, how we're going to go about our business. It looks like the Niners did not do that. It looks like the Chiefs did that, so the Chiefs players were unsurprised about anything that was coming forward and it looked like the 49ers players were a little surprised uh, at the b- both the rules and how they were going to go about their business.
0: I mean, Chris Jones said, "Hey, we rehearsed this yeah. back in the spring and in August. As soon as the rules changed, they had a little walkthrough and rehearsed it, and then they practiced it during camp in August. And then the Niners. I mean, I know it's you the moment; it's emotional and all that stuff. But those guys saying they didn't know—that's a—it looks so bad for. For had it. I mean, I think you know, it is, it's just salt in the wound.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm not sure that the 49ers organization, and may, maybe they did behind the scenes, but they certainly didn't uh, communicate it to their players. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that that was well thought out because, because of this. It, it will be uh, very interesting to see the overtime, this rule, and, and, and how teams are going to go about their business uh, when, when uh, it gets into overtime in the playoffs, because it looks to me like the Chiefs, if they would have won the coin flip, would have deferred, right, right, and and, and then and then if the, the Niners score yep. Yep. And, and, and a touchdown and the Chiefs score a touchdown, they were going to go for two, right, and, and so it's almost like the college philosophy mm-hmm. now for mm-hmm. the playoff overtime rules is you want to have the ball last. Because then you get four downs. There's no way you stop Mahomes in a typical situation, right? When when he has four downs. This is the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, proudly presented by
0: Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank is Montana's brand of banking. Monday afternoon quarterback is Montana's version of the NFL. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking. Mahomes, for all the exposure that he gets, most of what we see is you know his persona and. Raw raw he's getting guys going and this is what I do and he's pounding his chest. The most fascinating part about him to me though is when it gets down to it, when it gets down to clutch time, he he goes into this zone and the the whole persona goes away. And he is just so focused and cool and calm and collected. I don't know if we're ready to say that he's the best in those situations ever because he still has guys like Tom Brady and John Elway and Brett Favre and you know there's been a lot of guys that have been great in those situations, but he's as good as it gets. Why, why do you think he's so good when it gets down to the nitty gritty at the end of games?
1: Well, we've talked about it. Most players in in any sport, uh, even the greatest, have great strengths. They also have some weaknesses. Mahomes. Really, what is his weakness? He doesn't have any. He's got a huge arm. He's accurate. He typically makes good decisions. He understands timing. Uh, he's got instincts. Uh, sure. Some of the best instincts in the game. Uh, you know, on and on and on. He's a great leader. He uh, can win in multiple different ways. He's coachable. He. Can, I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy so how many coming boxes? out. You know, there there was a split. Sure. Some people loved him. Others didn't. Why? I remember in, in the evaluation, pro, why? What is this kid's week? Well, his feet. Uh, don't worry about his feet. He's got great feet. Uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I coached far, of a, you know, uh, but, uh, and, and then, so, and then, oh, oh, he didn't win enough games. Uh, yeah, but you go back and look at the games he lost, it was like 51 to 49. <laughs> I mean, he was still putting points on. They totally. just had a horrible defense right. at Texas yeah. Tech. So, uh, you can nitpick anybody, but he just has, like, zero weaknesses. Well, and The most amazing
0: part is that, like you said, when he first came out, it was a little bit split. And I think that a lot of the criticisms were fair. He has basically eliminated anything that you can criticize him about now,
1: though. I mean, he checks every box. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's one of the greatest, and he's still very young. Uh, you know, he, he's got... Uh, they should put him in the Hall of Fame probably twice. Once he's done, you see. <laughs> right. So uh, two uh, Bus, but uh, yeah, he's 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 uh, he's unique. Uh, uh, rarely comes a- along a quarterback like this uh, that has all- everything: big arm, movement ability, some speed, accuracy, decision, and the great gut instincts that we've talked about before.
0: I mean, sometimes I think every once in a while, I think we, we make the First, I'll say this quarterback is absolutely the hardest position to play in sports. It's the most important position in all professional sports on the, on this earth. Okay. But sometimes the, the quarterback gets a little bit elevated credit I'm thinking back to the national championship game with Montana, South Dakota State, right? That young man from South Dakota State's great quarterback, Mark Gronowski, he won the player of the the game award because he had the nice touchdown drive that gave them a little bit of uh, extension. But if you were to really say who the player of the game was in that game, it was probably the outside linebacker who had the couple sacks and the strip, all that sort of stuff. This is where Mahomes is so ridiculous, though. You can't give him too much credit. He truly, the Chiefs are the champions of the NFL because of Patrick Mahomes. He absolutely does Reserves all the credit.
1: And then, and I uh, agree with you 100% because I did vote uh, on the national championship uh, yeah. on the on the MVP. Sure. I was trying to find somebody on that team. And there was a couple that I could have went with. But I went, you know what? This young man is the quarterback. No, yeah, no, for sure. He made one bad mistake. But but uh, so I, I did vote for the quarterback from South Dakota State. Uh, even though, like you said, the outside backer may have... Earned it just a little bit more. I will say that the Chiefs would not have won the Super Bowl no. this year without Mahomes or and or without that defense. No doubt. That defense played great. They, The, the Niners had a chance to Multiple. pull away. Yep. To pull away, and the Chiefs' defense stood up and stopped them. Now, the Chiefs, uh, they were basically shut out for uh, the first two quarters of the game and the the third and fourth quarter of the Ravens game we talked about. But don't bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs (laughs) defense. You go through any of these great, great teams that have won it back-to-back, all of them have a great quarterback, like a Hall of Fame type of guy, and a heck of a defense, like... The steel curtain in Pittsburgh with Bradshaw. Let's put this into some historical perspective.
0: We did this in the hour number one, but I want to hash out what this all means. It's Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Barty. Barty Mortoweg in studio with us. It's Montana's brand of NFL presented by Montana's brand of banking. Stockman Bank. More than 40 locations throughout the state of Montana. They are in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Uh, Your good friend, Andy Reid. He already had a great resume, but now he moves into rare air. He's the third Super Bowl ring. Yeah. The only guys with more are Bill Belichick and Chuck Noll. He's now tied for third with Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs. When you can say he got more Super Bowl rings than Vince Lombardi and Don Shula and Tom Landry,
1: that's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's great, and he's, he has elevated himself up there. And you look at those coaches, Bill Belichick. Quarterback Tom Brady, That's right. excellent defenses typically. Uh, Chuck Knoll, Terry Bradshaw, and the Steel Curtain. Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, and always a very underrated defense. Oh, no doubt. Those defenses, used. they won one Super Bowl, I believe, when their defense wasn't in like the top six or something totally. like that. There was only one where their defense wasn't that good. Joe Gibbs is different, though. He won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Yes. Theismann uh, won one. Doug Williams, if you remember, he got hot and played great, great. down the stretch into the playoffs. And then Mark Ripien yeah. had three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. So that hey, he's got a little asterisk by his no, no, name. No doubt. Oh, and those, those Redskins teams,
0: they did it a little bit different than pretty much everybody else on this list. You're right. They started... With the offensive line. It was all about the Hogs. And, yeah. then, and then, of course, the run game and Riggins and, and all, all that. And then they also were, were nasty on defense. Daryl Green anchoring the unit. But it's it's a good point, though, because, you know, I mean, you pair these coaches with, I mean, Joe Montera you know, uh, Bart Starr, yeah, Bob Greasy, I mean, on down the line... Th- The quarterback and the coach are synonymous with each other. Gibbs, is a great point by you, is the only one that doesn't have, like, this all-time great stalwart quarterback to attach to his name.
1: That's correct. And so uh, there goes a little asterisk. We, We talked about putting two busts in. He might... Have three, three busts in the Hall of Fame. One for each quarterback that he won it with. Because you go, you go, Jimmy Johnson, right. Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman. Yep. And, then, and then, and then my man from Oklahoma, uh, Barry Switzer, won, won Got one, one yep. with Troy Aikman. Yep. Uh, so uh, uh, Seifert had uh, the Steve great Young. Steve Young, yep. and uh, so it goes on and on. Well, uh, Shanahan. Elway, for sure, who had been there a few times and lost, and then and then uh, Elway won won back to back there in Denver with Shanahan. Yep. So for anybody to say that the quarterback position. Is not the most important position. Uh, is 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 half crazy. I will say maybe once a decade, once in a blue moon comes along where a really good quarterback with a great defense may may win the Super Bowl because he plays like a top five. Uh, uh, let's say uh, Joe Flacco, my man yep. Joe. He can really throw the football, uh, but he was paired with a great defense. Uh, so it, it, on, a, on, a, on an occasion that, that could happen, uh, but man, it takes a lot. Everybody's looking and going, okay, how can we beat the Chiefs right, in a big game when they have Patrick Mahomes? Well, you play the game differently. You should try uh, where you want to be two scores ahead of a Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes that type of quarterback at the end of a game the end of the game scenario of you're two scores up right so you do everything within that game to try to get two scores up and i think baltimore looked really bad because they sort of had that in the front of their minds they they were down 10 right and it looked like they were playing like they were down 30 <laughs> because sure. they knew that 17 or 20 probably wasn't going to do it, and it probably wouldn't have because the Chiefs would have played a different style in the second half against the Ravens a couple weeks ago.
0: When it comes to the ring count now for the quarterbacks, Tom Brady alone atop the list with seven. Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana each have four. Now Patrick Mahomes tied for third with Troy Aikman at three, and he's only 28 years old, so still a lot of football left to be played. But Mahomes now has more rings than Peyton Manning, Bob Greasy, Eli Manning, John Elway, Jim Plunkett, Ben Roethlisberger, Bart Starr, and Roger Staubach. All those, men were the, uh, the guys with two Super Bowl rings. So Mahomes... Already into that rare air. I think it's also an interesting fold, and this this ties back to your career too, because you spent a lot of time with Andy Reid there in Philadelphia. It is so few and far between coaches that were at a place and were really good, and they go somewhere else and are also really good. It's basically Bill Parcells and Andy Reid. That's it. Everybody else, they're either good where they're at, and they go somewhere else. Nada, or they
1: don't go anywhere. Well, I've got one more as well. Holmgren, of course, and oh, in my Holmgren, of course. And then took Seattle yes. and lost the Super but, Bowl. Yeah, that's a good one. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a select few yes that have ever done that. Now I will say there's there's a few more where the coach. He gets his second crack at it. Sure, right. And didn't do as well early. Belichick's a great example of that. Belichick, Shanahan, you know, in Oakland. uh, And there are several others where there's second chance. But there's hundreds of coaches who got their second chance and didn't do very good either. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Andy, I suspect, would have success uh, virtually anywhere he would go as long, as long as. As an organization ran properly. Now, there's different ways for it to run properly, but it's got to run properly. And that starts always, always with the owner. When it comes to, you mentioned this, and I think it's so true. Now, everybody in the league
0: is thinking, how on earth, it used to, coming into this year, it was, okay, if we could figure out a way to knock the Chiefs off and get them to have to go on the road in the playoffs, okay, if we don't have to go yep. through Arrowhead, Maybe the AFC opens up a little bit. Well, guess what? The Chiefs played one home game and they went on the road the whole rest of the playoffs and they still are the Super Bowl champions. So now, I mean, first of all, this season is going to re- be remembered forever if they continue to stack because this is the one where it was the bridge. They've already done the 16 and 2 thing. They've already, you know, they won 17 games last year. Yeah. They've already done that. Now they've proven, hey, we can be sort of having a tumultuous time and we can just turn it on and win all the way down the stretch no matter what. The rest of the NFL has to be on high alert now because now they've proven, even if they have the most adversity, I mean, they had the most adversity of probably any team in the NFL this year, and they still are the Super Bowl champions. It's pretty darn impressive.
1: Yeah, and because they're built properly, uh, Brett Veach doesn't get enough credit because of Andy's huge umbrella. And Andy is heavily involved in personnel. He he basically did it in Philly for all those years. But Brett Veach, the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, sure put together, and every year, year after year, a heck of a talented football team. With the right guys, you know Andy, no Andy and Brett Veach are, uh, and I think learned it in Philly that there's certain types of guys that can hold up, yes. uh, you know, to all the media scrutiny and 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 the big platform that they may very well uh, get to stand upon and all of those things. And so, so that toughness and character goes a long way there for the Chiefs in Kansas City. Well, and
0: Brett Veach was was one of the biggest advocates for. Picking Patrick Mahomes and and getting him and then also surrounding him with all... That's the most underrated part about this Chiefs team. Since Mahomes became this supernova... And they've had comings and goings, and they've you know they've lost you know the Tyree kills of the world. They have drafted so unbelievably well. So to yeah. first be able to say that's our guy, and then be able to surround all these other guys around him, that's great general manager work.
1: Yeah, and and Brett Veach was the second in command at the time. Right? He was not. He got he got elevated to the GM, I believe, uh, a year or two later is all. But uh, I flew into one place uh, that year, and that was Lubbock, Texas, uh, to, to go to Patrick Mahomes uh senior day uh where he was working out for and there were a lot of people there but Brett Veach and I were sort of the two higher highest ranking sure. and there were only a couple of us there were only Brett and, and I and I've told you this story before but Brett Veach comes up and goes all right so uh you like this kid and I'm going ah you know we're laughing at each other I'm going well what you like my ah, you know we would not have been there <laughs> right if this young man wasn't very, very high on our list. So, so then in the in the evaluations, okay, well, who's going to pick this Patrick Mahomes? Who, what, what teams like, well, Kansas City? They, Brett Veach would not have been there. And, and then they end up moving up in kind of the late middle first round to select Patrick Mahomes. And what a selection. It will be regarded as one of the great selections. Of all time. And then you
0: have to wonder, I know the Niners aren't thinking about this today, but once upon a time, the Niners could have picked Patrick Mahomes. And instead they didn't because Kyle Shanahan thought he was going to get Kirk Cousins in free agency. They didn't do that, but then they ended up getting the pick that got him Brock Purdy some seven rounds later. It's just crazy the way that those doors sort of rotate in the NFL.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, half of the NFL could have had Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that's, that's right. He
0: didn't go a, till 12th overall. Uh, so it was 12. Right. <laughs> I think 12. 12? Yeah. So 11 yeah. teams could have had him.
1: Yeah. So, uh, or, and then some others could have moved up sure, well, like right. Kansas city did as well. Um, Uh, But the the 49ers are in a predicament where they're loaded. They're a talented team. I I think they're put together as good or better than the Chiefs. I mean, uh, and and they didn't quite get it done. So where do they say? Okay, how can we knock Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? The only way you can do that in a big game is beat two scores up. So play the game just a little bit differently. You know, I thought one of the biggest uh, turning points in that game was the punt fiasco, the punt return fiasco. And then one play later by the 49ers, one play later, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs sc- uh, score a touchdown. It's the first one in like more than four quarters of football. So that turned the tide just a little bit there. I was thinking
0: about, the, they, they brought up Michael Jordan on the broadcast quite a bit. Because Mahomes is reaching sort of that level of of domination and also just captivation. He's captivated America, not only because of his football winnings, but also just because his marketability, his swagger, all these different things. But I was thinking back to the Jordan days in in the 90s. And like the Phoenix Suns, when Charles Barkley and Kevin Johnson and Danny Ainge and Dan Marley were all there, you yeah. can't be better than that. They had multiple Hall of Famers, and they can't beat Michael Jordan. Right. The Utah Jazz—they got Stockton and Malone. How can you be better than that? You can't, and you still can't beat Michael Jordan.
1: I'm wondering if that's the Niners. That's a really good. That's a really good correlation. I just think. I just think the Niners have to play the game differently right. when they're playing against. Patrick Mahomes. I, I thought Baltimore was trying to do it and it just looked right, ugly because right, they couldn't right. do it. But now if Lamar could win a couple of Super Bowls, he would be uh viewed like the Michael Jordan or Patrick Mahomes as well. Why? Because they're so exciting. Exactly. Their style of plays. Brock Purdy, uh yeah, now look at if he wins multiple Super Bowls, he'll be there. But it's he wouldn't be sort of looked upon as uh, uh, quite as high as Mahomes or some of these other really exciting players, just because of the style of play. I mean, sometimes you it just you just in the wrong generation, right? Like
0: Peyton Manning won two Super Bowl rings. Certainly, think about how many Super Bowls Peyton Manning could have gotten to
1: and won if he wasn't at the exact same time as Tom Brady. Yeah, that's that's a great point and timing. Uh, has a lot to do with some guys. Uh, we talked. We, we, we've talked about quarterbacks. Uh, you you doing so great, young, right? And, and then they they never make it to the Super Bowl. Or they only make it once. On Dan Marino, we talked about our man uh, Josh Allen. Is he going to? He's a great quarterback. I love the kid and the style of play. I think he needs to take the hits off himself a little bit. <laughs> For sure. But is, is he ever going to get to the Super Bowl just because of all these other? Really good teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore can knock Kansas City off. And so and so I think so can Cincinnati if Joe Burrow gets back to top four. Cincinnati and then the, the Niners can if they play, if they go about their business just a little bit differently with their whole focus. Uh, I've played games like this against... Tom Brady right. and even Patrick Mahomes when he was young and these type of quarterbacks and you 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 say it's you tell the whole team we will be two scores ahead and if you're not then there's a real possibility that you're not going to win the game even if you're up by six four five three in fact that sometimes is worse than seven because you say okay you got four downs we got to stop you in four downs.
0: Good afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, proudly presented by Stockman Bank. It's Montana's brand of NFL, presented by Montana's brand of banking. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. We'll break down what we saw on the field a slugfest for most of the first three quarters, and then a lot of fireworks down the stretch and throughout overtime. What do we think of it all? Should the Niners have run the ball late? What do we think of the last two-minute drill by Patrick Mahomes? All that and more next. Keep it right here. It's No Now, ESPN Radio. One, two, three. No Is Now on ESPN Radio. It's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT Apple Chris LeDoux for you coming back here on this Super Bowl Monday. Hope you enjoyed yourself watching the big game. Hope you're not too sluggish. Work on a Monday. Unless you had the day off. I know some of the school kids had the day off. I said earlier it's because it's President's Day. That's wrong. President's Day is next Monday. But I guess my nephews didn't have to go to school today, so lucky them, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here. Now, on to on is now Marty Mornowegg. A NFL veteran and our uh, lead analyst when it comes to NFL stuff here on ESPN Radio. If you live under a rock, Kansas City Chiefs won the game yesterday in overtime, 25-22 to 22 over the San Francisco 49ers. It was a sort of a slugfest. Not sort of, it was a slugfest. The first, I don't know, three quarters of this game. Why do you think
1: that was? Well, a couple of reasons, Two of the top defenses. Yeah. And well, I will tell you, preseason is one level, regular season is another level, and then down the stretch into the playoffs, another. The Super Bowl is a whole different level of play. The fellows were just juiced up, especially that San Francisco 49er defense. No doubt. I mean, you remember the first drive that the Niners had on offense? They went right down the field. And fumbled the football, and then they stopped the Chiefs. Stopped the Chiefs. Well, you know what the announcers they go, oh well, they they fumble it, but then they stop the Chiefs. Got the ball back, but 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 it's still bad field position. Right. And and they say, oh well, it didn't hurt them. Well, yeah, it did. It took points away. Right. Yeah, you know your fumble took either three or seven. Uh, most likely, to, uh, uh, unless you miss a field goal or get a block like they got the block PAT, but. Two really good defenses, I thought, uh, and, and the Chiefs looked out of sorts a little bit on uh-huh. offense or in that first half, at least for most of it, right? So, so those two reasons, I, I thought, and then the fumble, you know, and both of them had, well, both teams had two turnovers, right? So that took points away and gave points uh, one time to the Chiefs. We already discussed that. Uh, the tale of two halves. It looked like the 49ers sort of dominated the first half, but the spread just wasn't enough. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then and then they come out in the second half, and then the Niners go three and out, I believe, three times in a row. It took to the fourth series to even get a first down, if I remember correctly. And then slowly but surely, uh, the Chiefs are motored a little bit on offense, and they end up having a pretty good game yardage-wise on offense, mostly because of that second half. It is amazing, too. You mentioned the level of play keep going up. Like in the NFC
0: Championship game, for example. Chase Young, who's the big defensive end out of Ohio State that the the Niners traded for at the trade deadline from Washington, he went viral in that Detroit game because he was loafing, chasing the ball down from the backside. Well, when that goes viral and then you hear about it for two, I mean, he played outside of his mind. He's got this rap that he's been lazy or whatever. Well, if you just watch the Super Bowl film, you're like, oh, that's why that guy was the number two overall pick. Same thing with Bosa. I mean, Bosa's been banged up. When it's just one game, these guys can just play... Like they got
1: nothing to lose, right? Yeah, and they can play through some things. Debo, Samuels, Uh, I I suspect that was a cramp because there's no way you pull your hamstring. Right. There's no way you come back and do that unless he's just overcoming uh, Uh, any type of uh, pain uh, mentally. Uh, He's just overcoming it. My brother and I
0: were talking about that, though. Like A hamstring, a true bad hamstring pull, it doesn't matter how tough you are. You can't really run unless you're like some sort of superhuman freak. That's right? right. Like Reggie White, you like, told that like story about Reggie White. Right.
1: Yeah, God healed Reggie. I I, <laughs> I believe that. Uh, but but this this young man, you don't go down like that. And usually, when a guy goes down like that, you go, Oh, geez, I hope it's a cramp. Right. Otherwise, a pull, he's done. And so so I suspect that that was a cramp. But the fellas just juice it up. It's one game. It's the biggest stage on earth, uh, and and so the level of play is just at an all time high all-time focus and that's what you saw especially in that first half by both defensive units. I mean, they were they they were making decisions on defense and flying to the ball. Both defenses I thought were very very fast. You can also tell that the, the Niners they wanted to use their their
0: main weapons particularly Christian McCaffrey and he did. He ended up with 160 yards from scrimmage. Well, man, I bet you he has one sore SOB today because they made him work for it. It's 31 carries, 31 touches total, counting his catches and touches. carries to get to 160 yards. So uh, even though, you know, the number's big, that's a pretty darn good effort by the Chiefs in terms of, you know,
1: yards per touch. And he would have been, McCaffrey I'm talking about, my MVP if the Niners yes. would have won. Right? Brock Purdy, ho ho-hum. I mean, that's the way he's going to look most of the time. I thought there was a couple times where he's under pressure and he could have got the ball to an open receiver. But other than that, he played fine. Played uh, fine. Yeah, fine. And that's, what, that's normally what uh, Brock Purdy looks like. Uh, and, and, and he's just uh, really consistent. So for them to win uh, a Super Bowl or Super Bowls, uh, he's got to have that type of team around him and then be two scores up at the end of the game was I was going to ask you that.
0: All day, all on talk radio, we've heard everybody talking about how good Mahomes is, justifiable. Everybody should be talking about that. The other big part of the conversation, though, has been people screaming and yelling, oh, the thing that's holding the Niners back is Brock Purdy's not good enough. What do you think? Can the Niners get over? If they have the same core back in place, can they get over the top
1: or are they stuck? No, I think they can. I I think they can with Brock Purdy. But uh, playing against uh, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, and there's other quarterbacks out there that you would take this mentality. Okay, we're going to do everything we can. Game plan plan wise, and how we approach the game, we're going to be very, very aggressive. And uh, there was a time I thought Shanahan was trying to be uh, aggressive like that. But we will need to be two scores up. Uh, to win this ball game, period. And, and so that's the way you go by your business. So, uh, you, you, you know, you're, you're six points up, seven points up, uh, up, eight points up. You're still playing a very aggressive brand of yes. ball. They were 10 points up, and I thought their aggressiveness came back, came a little bit back to the south, just a touch.
0: Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Barney, probably presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you... Montana's brand of banking. One thing I thought really opened up the Chiefs' offense in the second half, you could tell it's a nice adjustment that they made. They started running some Corvette keepers and a little bit of zone read stuff with Mahomes yeah. getting them out in space. Why did that work? And is that also another product of like
1: this being the last game of the year so you can be a little bit more reckless? Both. Both. So they have that in their arsenal. Uh, the Chiefs. Uh, uh, in fact, a couple of them were a triple option. So you hand it, right. and obviously uh, Bosa was squeezing big yes. time. Yes. And they did it to the right a couple of times, right? So then Patrick Mahomes keeps it, and then you had the great Travis Kelsey in the flat for a quick throw. That, that ball has to come out quick. Otherwise, there are linemen down the field. Well, you saw the end squeeze, Bosa squeeze. You saw the flat defender running with Kelsey, which opened up the big red sea for the great Patrick Mahomes to run through. They've done it before. They've done it in regular season games, but Patrick Mahomes is handing it or throwing it two-thirds of the time. You'll only see him, well, because of the way the Niners played it, Mahomes was running with the football, and and, uh, whoever bet... Uh, uh, the positive, uh, uh, the the, <laughs> the over on running, yeah. at, running, yeah. running yards. Is that what they do? Oh, well, yeah. Do you remember what it was? Twenty six. Did he get twenty? He got he, like sixty. Uh, he is sixty three. Sixty three. Yes, yeah, so yeah.
0: I, I had two fun prop bets. I had Mahomes over twenty six, and then Brock Purdy and Mahomes combined rushing over fifty. Both those hit in a
1: big way. Bingo.
0: And because Mahomes got it all done by himself. Purdy's eighteen yards didn't even matter because Mahomes got the over fifty by himself. So you like
1: what are those called? Those individual
0: best props? No, in, yeah, in game. Props,
1: yeah, yeah. In-game props.
0: I like them for just single events like this. Like on a normal NFL Sunday, I'm usually trying to pick like three winners and pair them together. Uh-huh. But when it's just one game, it might as well. I mean, I had all my all my chips all the way, all in. I was like a poker hand all in on Kansas City. I could not believe that it was plus odds all the way until kickoff. I couldn't yeah, believe it. I
1: I I suspected. I here we talked about this. Last week, I thought the Niners were put together uh, a little bit more talented, a little bit more productive in many areas than the Chiefs were, uh, just because this was an off year offensively for the Chiefs. Yes. However, the Chiefs are playing the best defense since Andy Reid's been there. No doubt. And they have Mahomes. Don't bet against Mahomes. So I couldn't believe it. Was it? Did it end up being like one and a half, two and a half somewhere? Two and a half is what two the Niners call is that. Patrick Mahomes was getting points. This whole almost what? 3 of the last, uh 3 of the last 3 games. That's right. Mahomes was getting points. Yep. He was the underdog. How can that be? That's <laughs> not going to happen next it's year. It's never going to happen again yeah. because
0: here's the deal. They were the underdog in the Super Bowl last year too. He's the first quarterback in the history of the Super Bowl era to beat the spread twice, let alone back-to-back years. You know Vegas is making an amendment now saying, hey, we, this guy's never getting plus odds again. Yeah, <laughs> and We're never giving him plus odds in the history of his appearances in the Super Bowl. So on now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX by Ted Television, and the ESPN MT app. I I love the game within the game, too. I mean, Bosa gets a ton of the headlines for the Niners' defense, but Fred Warner's also uh, the man there in the middle. He's yep. probably the best off-ball linebacker in the league. Him and Roquan Smith for the Ravens. They were making him run around crazy. I mean, he had 15 tackles, but they were all 6, 8, 10 yards down the field because, like you were saying, when Bosa squeezes, they're saying, okay, Warner, chase me down, but we're going to make you chase the whole time. And I thought that that really wore him out by the end of the game as well.
1: Yeah, I I really, when you step back and look at the big picture, I thought both defenses really played well. Not for the entire game, but they played great in certain uh, segments of the game. Uh, you know, the, the Niners early, especially early, but then Mahomes... I mean, in in the fourth quarter, overtime, I mean, down the field, you can't give Mahomes four downs. No, right. Don't do that. So they go up by three in overtime. Mahomes has four downs until until the Chiefs get into field goal range. And then if it's fourth and one or two, the Chiefs are probably going for it right. anyway. So you're given uh, one of the great quarterbacks of all time four downs. Just don't do that uh, to the point where uh, uh, let let them have the ball first and then know what you need uh, like the college teams do in overtime.
0: When the Niners did get down inside the red zone and down inside the five, were you surprised when they settled for the field goal? Or were you also surprised
1: they didn't give the ball to Christian McCaffrey? Well, I was surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, however, However, uh, I was wondering it was just a little too long on that fourth down to go for to it. Go for it. Right. But I, I was still, I was. I'm, I'm thinking, well, you have to, you have to kick the ball here. But the analytics dudes, they're going to say, uh, go for it up to fourth and one, two, three, four, even five down in there in overtime. Why? Because if you kick th- the field goal. Look what happened. That's right. Look what happened after the fact. Right? Okay. If if you go for it and get it, and then you end up scoring a touchdown, your odds of winning go way up. Right? Right. Okay. You go for it and miss it. You still have them in really difficult field they, position. They have ninety-seven plus yards to go. Well, right. well uh, and and then a, f- a field goal would win it there because both sure. balls, both teams would have had sure. the possession. But you still got them backed up to some extent. Yeah. So. So all of that goes into this computer and then those analytics guys are going, Well, fifty-six and a half percent go for it, <laughs> you know, and you, and, and so the, the coach is having to make uh, in time decisions with that type of material. You know, now, ESPN radio. Where do these teams go from here? We'll discuss
0: that next. Keep it right here. One oh two nine ESPN Missoula.
1: ESPN
0: Missoula, watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. We've come to the end, I'm sad, but also what a fun Super Bowl it was, and what a fun football season it has been. Welcome back to On Is Now, ESPN Radio. That's the best part about sports, is it always keeps coming down the pipe, right? And it's the gift that never stops giving. We'll be all the way into basketball mode, and then we'll have some Arch Madness, and then we'll have the NBA playoffs, and then we'll be watching the Masters, British Open, then we'll be golfing ourselves, and then all of a sudden, it'll be fall camp and Grizz Football will be back, and it's all good. But it's been a fun football season, and the uh, been a true pleasure all season long to have this guy, Marty Mornowig, in studio with us, uh, talking all things NFL here, the second hour of every Monday show. I promise you, we'll find a way to fill up the space <laughs> moving forward, but uh, this has certainly been a great time, and what a great Super Bowl, what a great way to end the NFL season. Kansas City beats uh, San Francisco, 25-22 in overtime, an epic 13-play, 75-yard drive over the last seven minutes of overtime. McCole Hardman scores with three seconds remaining to lift the Chiefs to their third Super Bowl title uh, in the last five years. Uh, let's uh, let's do a little projections here, Coach. First of all, if you're the Niners, what do you do here? Do, do you Brock Purdy? This is a contract year. It's gonna be a big year for him. He's gonna be up for a big deal. Uh, in 2025, you got everybody else pretty much in the boat, at least for right
1: now. Do you just run it back if you're San Francisco? Well, yeah, so you, they have to make that choice. Now, how many times has a team made the choice uh, to move on from a quarterback that took them to the Super Bowl? Well, Man, well, Baltimore, well I mean, the Niners have already done it. They did it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, they did it with Jimmy. Uh, uh, Baltimore did it with Dilfer, I believe. Yep, that's right. Right? So, so these are tough... But not many. Not many. Not many have the juice to be able to do that right so and then they just have to play the game against some of these great quarterbacks a little just a little differently because they're it doesn't the way they're built now they're not going to be like the kansas city chiefs where they can storm back from 10.14 17 point deficit so how do they get even better and that that's sort of the chiefs mentality now i know Exactly what's going on. They're celebrating a little bit. But when it comes time, uh, like like Wednesday, okay, how do we get even better? And that's what all the teams in the NFL do. That's why the competition is so high. You know, some people ask me, do you miss the coaching bit? Yeah, of course. I miss everything about it, but I kind of like doing this with the best <laughs> there is right here on the radio. Uh, but. It's that competition, that high level of competition is what you really, really miss against. The very best in the world at doing it, building a team, coaching the team, playing the game. Uh, So uh, game planning, all of those things come into play. How can we get better? And they'll go through everything within that that organization. I mean, with the Chiefs. To me, they just endured about
0: as much tumult. I mean, there's a lot of unforeseen circumstances that can always rise up. But in terms of enduring, you know, you lose Tyree Kill. You got all this extra stuff. Mahomes is getting killed by the media when he freaked out in that Bills game in yep. the regular season. All these different things. You got Taylor Swift and all these games. None of it mattered. They endured all of it. So now yeah. it's
1: just like, okay, let's run it back. Yeah, you know, the Chiefs, it looked like they lost a little bit of their discipline at a couple times. Mahomes. And, For sure. Uh, even in the Super Bowl with Kelsey. However, they've got those guys that no matter what happens, man, they group together and they got each other's back. Uh, if they get a phone call from one of their teammates... Uh, they'll worry about the dead bodies later. They're they're <laughs> there. Yeah. They are there. And some teams uh, are very, very good at that. They've got the fellas that can motor through adversity and come out the other end together and even stronger and even better. They've proved that for a couple of years. I mean, there was another year uh, a, a few years ago, where they had some trouble For sure. scoring, and and then they had to get to back to the running game just a little bit. If you remember that, and then this year was a similar type of episode. Uh, the Ravens, I thought, lost a little bit yeah. uh, uh, of that with the throwing of the helmets, and and that that's the level that you get to. Can can the fellows handle? the big stage. No doubt. Or do they get a little frustrated? and Can they stay together? That's that's a big point, and Andy is is uh, beautiful at that.
0: Well, that's the thing that makes this run so dang impressive as well, but it's also, if they were to continue this run, Kansas City is going to be even more impressive because they still have to continue to get through Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, Josh Allen in Buffalo, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. You know Justin Herbert's going to be back in the mix next year with Jim Harbaugh at the helm for the Chargers. So, I mean, Who they, else can knock him off? Man, I don't know. I mean, the Eagles, you think, are Gonna be back, yeah. on the NFC, in yeah, the uh, NFC yeah. for sure. The
1: Niners the are gonna Niners. be back for sure. Who else in the NFC? Maybe a surprise team. Maybe, maybe a rise surprise to the top. Maybe a surprise. I don't I... see as much in the NFC as I do in the AFC. No, I
0: think that's right. I think that uh, Houston's probably coming because they got a really nice, g- good young core.
1: Ah, how about the Jets? Man, Jet, they've got a good defense. They get Aaron Rodgers back healthy. Now, my money was on. Well, I don't. I didn't actually sure. put money on. Sure. But, but, uh, you, you know, when they got Aaron, just because of their defense, and one, much like Kansas City, defense and Patrick Mahomes, right? The Jets, defense, and Aaron Rodgers. So that may be one that uh, might be a little surprising. Well, this was an awesome NFL season. It was great having you in the mix again. We love it. It's one of our favorite things. Thanks so much for You know, so I have time. a blast with Coulter on 102.9 FM. It was awesome to do again. Give me some. Gotta love it. Great year.
0: Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, presented proudly by Stockwood Bank. It's Montana's brand of NFL, presented by Montana's brand of banking. We'll be, be, we'll be back at tomorrow. ton of high school stuff, ton of Kakeru's hoop stuff, and much more. We'll see you then. This has been Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Colter Nuwana's from ESPN Montana here at the M-Store.